The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The sports gambling podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support the sports gambling podcast? All you have to do is log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Yes. 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 <laughs> Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dant, aka the Dantabase. And happy. Happy, happy, happy Easter. I'm doing a solo show today. It's Easter. Patty sees out fucking a bunny rabbit or something. I don't know what he's doing. But we're still live. We're still fucking live doing it. Got to recap a bunch of good shit we got going on. Well, somewhat good shit. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, all this stuff, college basketball, college football news. And that's why you tune into the college experience. Hopefully you guys are having a good Easter, getting some fucking Cadbury eggs, having some Turkey. No, I mean, ham. I don't know what the fuck you eat for Easter. All right. Look, my family is fucking 3000 miles away. You know what I do for Easter? I don't do shit. All right. Put on a Stallone flick and I enjoy the planet and I try to watch some sports, but the NBA playoffs are fucking dog shit. Like I fucking predicted, but I'll still touch on it. I'll still touch on it. Um, yeah. Where to begin? Where to begin? St. John's. St. John's hires former, former Arkansas head coach and UAB head coach, Mike Anderson. I think he was Missouri's head coach too. He's been all around the fucking planet. Mike Anderson. Uh, I guess it's a good hire. Kind of thought Anderson was getting a raw deal at Arkansas a little bit, but I kind of like Chris Mullen more. Be honest. Kind of, kind of thought you should have kept with Mullen. I know he resigned. But that's I from what I understand, the athletic department or the AD came in, new AD, and he wanted to do things his way. And boom, Chris Mullen said goodbye. Um, Anderson's a good hire. Still think Patino could have been a better hire. Still think Mark Jackson could have been a better hire. I don't know if those guys were interested. Well, I, I think Patino's interested, but hey, it is what it is. Um I saw Duke land a top recruit, but Hey, I mean, come on. We all fucking knew that shit. Everyone's coming out early. Everyone's transferring. Sit back though. This shit's a lot of bullshit. These players haven't signed with agents. Or, I mean, well, they've signed with agents, but there's a loophole so they can come back to college. We'll discuss as the stuff happens, but Let's move on because college basketball is kind of, kind of, kind of hitting that uh, spot where, Hey, kind of hard to talk about things. Cause we don't know much yet. We don't know who's coming back. We don't know who's transferring this, that yada, yada, yada. All right. I'll touch on the fucking NBA playoffs. You guys know me, you know me. I talk a lot of shit about the NBA. Oh, I once, I once loved the fucking NBA NC Nick can attest to this. Patty C can attest to this, but I don't like the product. I don't like the fucking product. Ah, uh, what do we have today? Recapping, and I'll give you what I mean. Look, Celtics swept the Pacers today. That was shocking to me. I thought that series was going to go six or seven. I think I called for it to go seven on the initial podcast. However, I should say that at the beginning of the year, in the beginning of the playoffs. I mean, I stuck to my guns because pretty much the NBA, I feel like 
there's no point in the season. I called for the Celtics and the Warriors in the finals, and with the Celtics sweeping the Pacers, I feel pretty good about that still. Don't let that happen. Let the Bucks or the Raptors happen, because if the Celtics happen, you're going to hear a lot of my fucking mouth on why the NBA should even fucking exist. All right. They sweep the Pacers. Congrats to them. They come out, whoop their ass in Indiana twice. Uh, Warriors. Warriors are up 3 1. The Warriors took care of business against the Clippers today. They're up 3 to 1 on the Clippers. That's, I think they're going to win 4 1, but it's still shocking. The Clippers won one game, but I called for a sweep, so I'm okay with that one. The Warriors will play the Celtics in the finals, like I predicted, I think. But the Bucks look good. And frankly, the Raptors even have turned it on. Raptors beat the Magic by 22 today, but I, I called for the Raptors to sweep them. They're going to win once again, I think, 4-1, to one, going back to Toronto. But here's the thing is that are they good? Are the Magic, the Magic, you look at that roster, they shouldn't be in the fucking playoffs. They got some young talent, but they should not be in the fucking playoffs. They're not a playoff team. And then this is the one that I was really way off on. Blazers, who I have been a closet Blazer fan, actually, most of my life. Beautiful name, beautiful uniform, keep a classy team. I mean, like, always, like, always in the playoffs. Pretty classic. Um, They beat the Thunder in Oklahoma City by 13 points, and they're up 3-1, and they're going back to Portland. I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to wrap this thing up in four, maybe five. I mean, not, not four, I'm sorry. Five, maybe six. But that's pretty shocking because I called for OKC to win in seven. And my guy, I've always been a big Damian Lillard fan. It's great to see him. Great to see him. I would love to see the Blazers make a run and upset some teams. Uh, then yesterday's action, you had, uh, what, the Rockets beat the Jazz. They're up 3-0. I thought that series would go six maybe or five. It's not going to do that apparently. Dude, but I don't give a shit. The Rockets are the worst team. They're the worst team. Kick them out of the league. I can't take the Rockets. They shoot 800 fucking threes. James Harden gets these calls. That call is why the NBA sucks. One of, one of the many reasons. Superstar calls. They don't call traveling. Uh, NBA lottery. Being random. Behind closed doors. Why even have a fucking lottery? Uh, James Harden getting this call. I mean, the superstar calls. There's just Small markets never fucking win. I can say a million fucking things of why the NBA is shit. But that call is why sports, <laughs> sports, why the NBA is shit. I tweeted this thing. He, there's a, a play where he fakes like a neck injury, gets the offensive call. They're pretty much worse than any soccer play I've ever seen in my fucking life. The worst flop ever. They should. Someone tweeted me saying they should review that. Every one of those things. And you should be charged a fucking technical. You should be ejected out of the fucking game. That's what I think. Ejected out of the fucking game. But of course they won't do that because the NBA protects their stars. The fucking loser ass league. Um, yeah. Rockets are going to do this. Rockets might go to the fucking finals. I don't know. All right. Uh, Bucks beat the Pistons by 16. Now I, I feel like I deserve a pass on this one. I didn't know Blake Griffin was injured. So they're going to sweep the Pistons. And, uh, I, I think I called for five or six in that one. Uh, here's the, here's a really good series that I still feel good about the Spurs, but Nuggets are up two to two. I mean, Nuggets are up Nuggets Spurs is at two, two. They've both won one game on the other team's home court. And I think this might go seven, but I, I like the Spurs still to get it done, but it's probably been one of the better series out of all of them. And then you have the Sixers and the Nets. Sixers are up three, one, some good games there. But once again, NBA doing its fucking retarded thing. Okay. There was a moment in the game the other night where uh, it was like, a, I don't even think it was that hard of a foul by Embiid and, and Jared Dudley you know, goes over to defend his teammate, which was great. That's what should happen. Even though we might think it's ludicrous. Jimmy Butler runs in and, and they both uh, Russell runs in and, there's a skirmish and there's a little kid on the sidelines that everyone's, Oh, the little kid don't hurt the little kid. It's, I mean, it's, it's not a little kid, by the way, it's a fucking baby. You shouldn't be able to have a baby on the first like 30 rows of the game. Really? Cause even that runner test shit could happen. You shouldn't do it. 
In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say you're a shit parent if you're bringing a fucking baby in like a cradle or whatever the fuck, like that small to a basketball or football or baseball or even a fucking bowling alley. All right. Stop. Get a babysitter. Get your sister. Get your brother. Get your mother. Get your aunt. Get your fucking neighbor to watch your baby if you have first row tickets. All right. That's what I'm going to say. Is that harsh? I don't give a shit. All right. I don't give a shit. But then what was great is like Dudley and Butler didn't even fight. They were like pushing and they both got ejected, which was absolutely fucking absurd. The fact they caught a flagrant foul on Embiid, I thought was absurd. Everything about it was absurd. Fucking, I, I can't take it. I can't take it. I watch it. It pisses me off. You're probably sick of me talking about it. But hey, this is the college experience. I dwell on the stupid shit in the world. Had a few cocktails, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. This is the college experience. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, how, about how, how bad were those jazz uniforms the other night, by the way? Looking like a fucking Astro Pop. All right. Remember those lollipops? Astro Pops? You should be kicked out of the NBA for wearing those fucking uniforms. All right. You know, Kyle Corver can defend Donovan Mitchell all he wants, but he didn't defend wearing that shit ass uniform. All right. Fucking pathetic. You deserve to lose. You're filthy. Your whole state's filthy. <laughs> I'm fucking around. Utah's a beautiful state. Beautiful, beautiful state. You ever drive through Utah? Fucking amazing state. All right. At least from like scenic point of view. I got to admit, I got a little freaked out. Went to like an Arby's or some type of fast food joint in, uh, somewhere in Utah. Everyone freaked me out. They were a little over nice. Thought I was going to get killed. Felt like it was, I mean, they're nice, but it's just too nice. You know what I mean? Like it was the equivalent of an Arby's. If it wasn't Arby's, it was like fucking Wendy's. But we go in there, me and a buddy order some sandwiches, sit down to eat the sandwiches. You know, it's fast food. We get the bag ordered to go, but we still eat it there. Right. I think maybe. And, you know, I got some guy sweeping the floor saying, Hey, would you want me to get you some more ketchup? And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Don't talk to me right now. What's going on? No, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with ketchup. Just overly fucking nice. Everyone. And another thing was this, everyone in the neighborhood knew each other. I know this is probably going to, I don't know. College experience. I'm always amazed at how, how, how far we, how far we, we reach. I can't fucking talk. Been drinking. But I mean, like everyone walks in, like a random person walks in. It's like, Oh, Hey Ed, how's the wife and kids? It's like some shit in Fargo. You know the movie Fargo? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about guys. All right. Point is Utah's a beautiful state. Those uniforms are terrible. Yada, yada, yada. Why do I keep saying yada, yada, yada? The fucking Seinfeld reference. Um, look, when you do a solo podcast, you find yourself being fucking retarded. I feel like I feel retarded on the normal podcast, but I feel super retarded on the solo podcast. Um, what else? What else? Guys, I'm going to dive into NHL in a second here, but the college experience t-shirts, guys, come on. Sports gambling podcast t-shirts, college experience t-shirts, baby fucking whale t-shirts. You guys got, come on. It's all there. It's all for all of us. You know, help the podcast. I tweeted a few, a few tweets saying where to get it over the weekend. Go to sports Click merch guys. You're going to fucking love it. It's a nice shirt, nice sweatshirt. Keep you warm. Get you laid. All that, all that you want in a shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. NHL. Let's swing over to the better of the playoffs. I don't give a shit what you say. I'm sticking to it because first off, I'm still loving that Ovechkin moment where he beat the shit out of uh, the fucking 18 year old kid. I forget his name right now. Today we had the Boston Bruins and Maple Leafs. What dude? this series is better than anything going in sports right now. Bruins Maple Leafs has been fucking great. Bruins go into Toronto down three, two, and they win four to two to tie the series at three, three. We got a game seven coming. That's going to be fucking awesome. That is, that's going to be 
must watch TV for me. Must watch TV. Also, the Sharks stay uh, continue to stay alive. Win in Vegas, uh, tying the series at three three. It's going back to San Jose. I called for the Sharks. I don't remember if I fucking gave a prediction. I think I just said I called for the Sharks to win that one. I don't think I said in four or five. And I called for the Bruins to win that one, but both go into game seven. Uh, yesterday's action, the uh, Dallas Stars won five to three over the Predators. That one's got me a little scared. I took the Predators. Patty C also took the Predators, but um, Dallas Stars are up three to two in the series and looking like they're going to be the team to move along. But my St. Louis Blues pulled it out against the Winnipeg Jets, won the series four to two. I got the Blues playing the Bruins in the cup. So my NBA and NFL. NFL, my NBA and NHL projections still alive. And then the capitals whooped Tom Dodden's piece of shit ass six, nothing capitals are up three, two. I'll, I'll be honest though. Hurricane giving the caps a little, little friction, a little fight. I expect the hurricane to win in uh rally. And then I expect the caps to get it done at seven. Islanders are just sitting there waiting, but what a playoffs it's been so far. Telling you, NHL playoffs are always money. Always fucking money. Um, what else? What the fuck else? I'm gonna tell you guys. I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. They they do something over there. They got a motto. You play. You win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Give it a try. We got a bunch of shit coming up, guys. We got a bunch of shit coming up. What, Kentucky Derby? NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball regular season, NFL draft. You can bet on the NFL draft. So, I mean, does anyone actually bet on that? I, I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm not opposed to. Um, but all of it, you can find websites. You can bet on fucking whatever the hell you want. You can bet on, you know, you know, this game, literally any fucking thing on the planet. All right. And it's fantastic. I've been watching that series, uh, action on HBO. If you haven't checked this shit out, it's on sports gambling. It's pretty awesome. See some idiots. You see some fucking hilarious people. Uh, I encourage you to watch it. Showtime's kind of killing it right now. Shout out to Sean Green also. Sean Green and Christian Pena. Great guys. Got me into that show Billions with Paul Giamatti. Late pass. Late pass. I am watching the shit out of it right now. Almost didn't do this podcast for it. Just joking. But seriously, I'm going to be watching that shit all night. Uh, What the fuck am I talking about, guys? This is one of those things where like you're at the you're at work on a Monday after the Easter weekend, and you're like, why the fuck am I listening to the college experience right now? Because he's not talking about shit. All right. But I will say this East Carolina, top 10 college baseball. What do you fucking know about that? Maybe we'll dwell into that as this dwell into that. Maybe we'll dive into that as the season goes along. I got Twitter questions. I got other shit going on. Okay, I got into it. I got into it. Well, first, college football spring games. If you have the YouTube TV app, it's pretty amazing because you can just TiVo like a thousand fucking uh, spring football games. If you're a crazy maniac like me that likes to, you know, if I'm bored cleaning the house, I put on a little spring and game action, try to learn a little bit, a little here, a little there, watch Northern Illinois spring game, shit like that, you know? No, maybe you don't. But uh, yeah, that's why you listen to the college experiences because we do stupid shit like that. You don't need to be stupid. We'll be stupid for you, but you'll be smart when you bet on what the fuck we say. Woo! Um, how about Lane Kiffin? How about that piece of shit Lane Kiffin talking about the transfer rule being ridiculous, blaming it on, blaming it on uh, the youth not wanting to be uh, not not afraid of competition. Which yeah, maybe there's a little truth there. Or maybe they just want a better fucking opportunity. Kind of like you, Lane Kiffin, when you were at Tennessee for one year and you recruited players to come to Tennessee for one fucking year 
And then USC offered you a bunch of money and you left Tennessee for USC. Huh? Why did you do that? Lane Kiffin? Oh, because it's a better opportunity and you fucking love Southern California. So fuck you and fuck you for stating your opinion here. Instead of stating your opinion and telling all this bullshit to the media, how about you focus on Florida Atlantic winning more than fucking five games when they're projected to win 10 last year. All right. You're a shit ass coach. You've always been. You're lucky. You got one good year out of Florida Atlantic, your first year. Now, a lot of that was because Kendall Bryles, but this year we'll see about you. We're going to find out because Singletary's gone. He's going to be in the NFL and you clearly need to start thinking about yours. Fucking loser. Really? How many players, by the way, how many players, this goes across the board in college football and college basketball. How many players want to go to a school? This is why I fuck Nick Saban too. They get recruited by someone. They trust somebody. And then all of a sudden that somebody dips out to go to another school. Yeah. Maybe they get fired sometimes, but a lot of times they get, they dip out for financial reasons to better themselves. Right? So I'm getting into it on Twitter with these fucking idiots that don't see how it's good that all these transfers, I could give a shit transfer more. I could give a shit. You should have that freedom. It's your fucking future. All right. If you're going to try to be a college football or college basketball player and you want the best chance to make it to the next level. And one year you're at Stanford and the next you're thinking, fuck man, not working at Stanford. Let me try to go to Cincinnati, right? You go to Cincinnati. It's not working. And then you're saying, Oh fuck. Let me try Alabama state. Well, more fucking power to you. Keep trying that shit. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it pays off to stay. You have to use your fucking brain and feel out the situation. And that is life. You deal with the consequences. Fuck you, Lane Kiffin. Fuck you, Nick Saban. Because this shit is bullshit. All right. You guys are full of shit. You guys did the same thing. Saban did the same thing to Michigan State and their players when he promised them that he was coming back. He promised them he wasn't taking the LSU job and he went to LSU after he lied to his players faces. All right. So fuck you for thinking all this shit. It's, it's absolutely absurd though, that we actually are still in an era where idiots on Twitter and analyst old school analyst. I, I, I find it more. So the old school generation think it's absurd. How is that absurd? How the fuck is that absurd? All right. If you're a doctor and you want to be a fucking doctor and you're at one school and you have an offer to go to John Hopkins or some other fucking amazing school then fucking, and if you, if you can pull it off, pull it off, do it. If it's going to, if you think it's going to better your future, do it. Fucking absurd. This is, I don't know. I don't know about her. I don't know about humans. You know, I don't know about humans. What else we got? Oh man. I was off on Twitter. I was, this is turning into a college football episode. Why? Because that's all I give a shit about. All right. Look, Florida, <laughs> I get into it with these SEC fans and I will continue to get into it. I will not wait. People say why? And I go, because why not? Why the fuck not? When you study the game, like I do, there is a huge advantage going on here. And I laughed like I fucking legit laughed out loud when I saw Florida had the eighth hardest ranked schedule, according to ESPN. <laughs> Eighth. <laughs> if that is not the biggest crock of shit you'll ever hear. Look, I don't even truly hate Florida. That some of the teams that I compared them to on Twitter, I probably hate more than Florida, but those teams schedule harder. It's just, it's just lies. It's just flat out them putting, this is the problem with college football. As much as I love it, they protect the name brands by doing bullshit like this. It's like, well, the SEC will have more, uh, uh, SEC will have more bowl teams than the, uh, the big 12 or pac 12. Well, yeah, of course they will. They play seven or they play eight conference games as opposed to nine. So that means when you're a shit ass SEC team, you can play two FCS opponents or whatever the fuck, two shitty teams. You'll get, you're getting essentially what? Four, four wins essentially maybe three before you enter SEC play. 
and then SEC play comes and you get Vanderbilt up oh, that if, let's just say you get three, you say you go three and one out of conference, which I, a lot of times can be four and zero when you don't schedule anybody, but let's say three and one, and then you get Vanderbilt four and one, you get Arkansas five and one. And then, huh? Let's just say you get one past Ole Miss or you get one past Kentucky or you get one past Missouri, then six wins. And then you're all of a sudden bowling. Yeah. So other teams that are five and seven that play a nine game conference schedule because it's harder opponents, no, opponents that see you year in, year out, or if not that every other year or some shit like that, it is a harder game to win. And also you might have to hit the road because Florida never leaves the fucking state of Florida. And when they do, they lose every fucking time. We've proven that on the podcast. We've proven their track record is shit when they leave the state of Florida out of conference. And I, you know what? I, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to think of eight schools off the top of my head. Well, I know two. All right. Two for sure. Actually, three probably. But I'm going to name eight that I think right now are harder than Florida's schedule. And I know it's a lot more than eight. I know it's a lot fucking more than eight. But off the top of my head, I'm going to go USC, Stanford, which are probably the two hardest schedules in the country, if you ask me. UCLA, Michigan, West Virginia. West Virginia schedule's hard, believe it or not. Year in, year round. And then I'll go, uh, well, I mean, oh, it's a big tap. I'll go, uh, I'll go Penn State. I'll go Michigan State. I don't know what number I'm at right now, but, and then it's, I'll, I, you know what, here's something that's funny too. They're not even, they don't even schedule the hardest within the SEC, which is a shit scheduling conference, but they've gotten a little bit better than last year. ACC's gotten way worse. So I'll take uh, A&M, Texas A&M. They schedule much, much, much harder. And, uh, and Auburn. Auburn schedules harder. It's fucking ridiculous. I can keep naming. I guarantee you I could name fucking 25 schools that have a harder schedule. It's absolutely absurd that they put them in the top 10. Like I'm, I I'm freaking out about this shit. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like they do it on purpose to piss me off. <laughs> but dude, listen to this. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go through the fucking schedules. I'm going to go through their fucking schedule. Let's go through Florida's schedule. Okay, because let me tell you another thing that I believe, and this goes for both college football and college basketball. The hardest thing to do in college football, in college basketball, is win a road game in another person's, or another person's, another team's environment. Right? The hardest thing to do. Most of the big schools, they do pretty well at home. Right? It's when you hit the road that these 18 to 22-year-olds really fucking lose composure, momentum. They can't answer the momentum of football and basketball. And that is why it's complete bullshit that Florida plays four home or four away games all year, by the way. They get, yeah, sure, they do get two neutral site games, one of them being in Florida. I mean, both of them being in Florida, though. But you look at the schedule. First off, three fucking bye weeks. Three bye weeks. That's probably the only team in all of college football that has three bye weeks. But, okay, August 24th, week zero, then you get Miami in Orlando. Uh, Florida has the mileage advantage here, but that's kind of irrelevant almost in this situation. Now, Florida has, I mean, <laughs> it's just funny. Why can't they couldn't go to fucking Miami? Miami couldn't come to Gainesville? Come on now. All right, meet in the middle. It's not that big of a deal, but Miami won five games last year. Miami's not good. They haven't been good in over a decade. Yeah, I know they had that 10-game season with Mark Rick, but I would argue that that was a lot of fucking breaks in an easy-ass schedule. Watch this year. Miami's got one of the easiest schedules in the nation. They'll probably win nine or 10 games, and then next year, everyone's going to be on their jock, and I'm going to predict them to fucking suck because they can't get it done. There's a big difference in the way they have recruited players the talent levels are not the same as they were 20 years ago when their backfield was absolutely fucking absurd. All right. So they start off with Miami. Sorry, I'm going off on a fucking tangent. Start off with Miami. Then they get a bye week. They get a bye week before UT Martin. Not T. Martin, the quarterback of Tennessee. That would probably be a stronger opponent if they faced just T. Martin and his 45-year-old ass 
who's now coaching at Tennessee. No, they get UT Martin who won two games last year. That's why are they even on the schedule? I don't understand. Well, let's just say they're two and up right there. Then they go at Kentucky. Now I know Kentucky, they had a great year last year. Maybe their best year in like 30 or 40 years, but they're losing all their talent in Kentucky. One thing we know about them, they had a great year with Andre Woodson and uh, in what, 2007 or something, but they, it's hard to maintain it at Kentucky apparently. So I think Stoops maybe gets to a bowl, especially with the eight, 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 uh, eight game conference schedule, but they're nowhere. They're not going to be nowhere near as good as they are last year. So I'm going to say they win at Kentucky. All right. And then they're home to Tennessee. Tennessee has been shit for a long time too. They're not good. Uh, maybe this guy's on the right path. Maybe I need to see more before I believe that. I mean, Vanderbilt's beat them three times in a row. You've heard me say that on every fucking podcast, probably, but it's not a tough game. All right. So then they're home to Towson. Okay. Towson is an FCS school. The second FCS school on their schedules thus far with UT Martin and Towson. I don't know why the fuck this game's being played and there's no point of it. They're going to win. So they're probably going to be at this point too, four, five, five and oh, and then they're home. Now the, the schedule gets tough and they actually have two weeks that are very challenging back to back, right? They get home to Auburn and then at LSU. That's really fucking hard, right? That's as tough as it can get. Sort of, I'm going to make a point. That's it's two great teams back to back, like two teams that will probably be 10 win teams or eight, win, uh, at least above eight wins probably. And it's back to back. And then the third week you're at South Carolina, which all right, that's a decent game. Uh, uh, you know, it's on the road. They play. This is their only point in the entire season where they play back to back road games at LSU and at South Carolina. So that's a tough three game stretch. You get Auburn, LSU and South Carolina, and then you go on by and then you get Georgia. So technically out of five weeks, you're getting four really hard games or three really hard games. And at South Carolina, which is a challenge, right? They could beat you if you don't bring your A game. That's tough. I'll commend you. But then you close out with Vanderbilt at home in Gainesville. That's not even much of a game. You're at Missouri, which, okay. At Missouri somewhat, it's the same as at South Carolina maybe a tiny bit harder just because something about that field, I feel like, but that was more so the Gary Pinkle era in the Barry Odom era. That shit don't really matter. Then they get a buy and then they take on five win Florida state, who I think is going to be shitty again this year because their schedule and, and just their progress. I don't know that they're, I don't know that Taggart's the right guy for the job. My point is here is you, you review the schedule. Okay. You have a tough little stretch through your schedule, but that, that that's, that's normal on everyone. How about USC's is the entire season? But there's only, check us out. They only play four away games, and they're at Kentucky, at LSU, at South Carolina, and at Missouri. All right. If I were to rate those on a one to five schedule, or like uh, one to five being like, okay, at Kentucky's kind of like a three. Plenty of teams going to Kentucky get the win. Not a problem. At LSU, that's a five. That's like, holy shit, that's a really hard game to win, right? At South Carolina, I'm going to still say he's a three. Now, is it probably a little bit harder than Kentucky? Maybe. Maybe by a hair. But it's not a fucking super game where you're like, oh, my God, how could you do it? Plenty of teams go into South Carolina and get the win all the time. And then at Missouri. Missouri, to me, is a little bit harder than Kentucky and South Carolina. But, like I said, a lot of that history goes back to the Gary Pinkle era and not the Barry Odom era. But, in general, they only have one really hard road game to me. Oh, season all season long now sure that comes after auburn that's a bad break but when you compare that to other teams let's just go through let's just fucking go through it seems like every episode i'm just gonna name what, what i named some teams i mean who did i name okay let's just take let's just take fucking michigan right michigan is a team that is way they have a much more challenging schedule. You have nine conference games, right? So that right there means you're probably going to play more away games than uh, four, but maybe maybe not. We'll see. I'm going to pull it up right now. First off the top of my head, I got the schedule right in front of me. They got one, two, three, four, five away games. 
Now, this year, it kind of breaks for Michigan because they, first off, five away games, only two buys. So they play one more away game and one less buy. But this year does kind of break for them. They get a lot of their opponents from last year that were that were tough. They get them to come in Ann Arbor as opposed to going on the road. But, okay, they start out with Middle Tennessee State. Or Middle Tennessee, they call them now. They made a bowl game last year. They're still shit. Michigan should destroy them, right? But it's still much tougher than Towson or uh, uh, UT Martin. Yeah. Middle Tennessee is still a team that can kind of fuck with you. If you don't bring your, if you bring your, your C game, you could lose that game. Ask Syracuse the year they beat Clemson in the dome two years ago. Middle Tennessee went to Syracuse and beat them. It's a much harder opponent. Then week two, you have to play a triple option team in Army that won 10 games last year. Army, first off, runs a triple option. You only get a couple days to prepare for the triple option that could beat your ass. And they're very good. Army took Oklahoma to overtime in Norman, Oklahoma. That's probably one of the better performances in Norman recently for the other team. No one hardly ever wins in, in Norman. I think Iowa State did it one year. But point is in Norman, their record's incredible the past 20 years. Okay. Then they get a bye week Yeah. Those are two somewhat decent or easy opponents, but there's still two teams that made a bowl. And if you bring your C game, you will lose or could lose to these, to these teams. Now the difference is if you bring your C game to uh, Towson or UT Martin, you still win by 20 points. Okay. Then you get a bye week then you're at Wisconsin. Okay. At Wisconsin, I put as a that's a level five. That's the same as at Baton Rouge to me. It's like, okay, you're going into a toxic environment. And it's going to be hard to get a W. All right. That is a fucking big time game. Then you're home to Rutgers. Okay. That's a blowout. Rutgers has been awful lately, right? Then you're home to Iowa. Iowa is average. I mean, no, I mean, they're good, but I'm saying on the road, I'm saying this is the same as like a three. I would rate this a three on the scale. Kind of like their games against, uh, hell, I, right at this point, I give Florida state a three. If anything, I think Iowa might be a harder game than Florida state or Miami. Iowa's got a great defense, a classic coach. It's been there forever. I would probably favor that. Okay. Then they're at Illinois at Illinois. Lovey Smith year four. Maybe something happens, but they're kind of shit. So uh, easy win. Then they're at Penn state. Oh my gosh. They have another five. Another five at Penn State, one of the most toxic environments to play in in the country, right? Doesn't get, so they already have two. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sneezing over here. Um, wow. And then they're home. Look at this. Look at this stretch. They're home to Notre Dame. So Notre Dame made the college football playoffs last year. And actually, although they got destroyed by Clemson, they actually kind of put up, uh, they, they, they look like Alabama in a way. They both got destroyed by Clemson. So it almost gives Notre Dame a little bit of merit. But my point is, is that you have two already a much harder away uh, or road schedule than Florida. Then they're at Maryland. Maryland's a strange team. Won five games last year, probably. So that means, but they won five games in the nine game conference schedule. They beat Texas the past two years, both years. And they would have made a bowl game had they scheduled cop and state just like, or Towson, just like these fucking sec schools do. So that would have improved their, then that would have improved their strength of schedule. You see how they control the strength of schedule is because if you play no one, then your fucking strength of schedule is incredible because, Oh, within the conference, if everyone's a bowl team, then it helps your strength of schedule. Boom. All right. And then they're home to Michigan state at Indiana and home to Ohio state. This team plays Okay. I would give these five star ratings at Wisconsin's a five. Now, if it was home, I would give it a four, but it's at Wisconsin five at Penn state five home to Notre Dame five, right? That's three fives, right? Home to Michigan state. Okay. If it was at Michigan state, maybe I'd give it a five. I'm going to give that a four, right? And then home to Ohio state. That's a five. They have four fives and a four. If you ask me, if I look at Florida's schedule, what did I say? At LSU is a five, right? I'll even say, I'll even say home to Auburn 
is a, I would say it's a five, but it could be a four. You could argue that a four. And then you got Georgia. That's a five. You have three fives, the whole, the whole fucking, but two of them are in Gainesville, right? Now you compare that to Michigan. Michigan has four fives, right? And a four, which there are zero fours on the Florida schedule. Now I know this is all subjective because I'm rating this fucking thing, but it's so fucking obvious. Michigan has to go on the road. Holy shit. I could go this. I could, let's just pull up a random other team. Let's pull up. Let's, let's just go to West Virginia. All right. But before we go to West Virginia, because you're probably sick of me talking about this gibberish. I got Twitter questions coming by the way, guys. And I hope you're digging it. It's a solo podcast. Hard for me to do all this shit. You know what I mean? Basically just rattle off gibberish to you guys. Alrighty. I want to tell you guys that I know you're already shopping on Amazon, but why not shop there and support the podcast? All right. Maybe you, maybe you want to get a, uh, maybe you want to get yourself a thermos. (laughs) All right. Or a big screen TV. Maybe you think, Hey, maybe I'll do a little shopping on the web today. Maybe you want a thermos when you go out camping. Maybe you go on a hike with your dog. You say, hey, I want that cold-ass thermos. You know, there's some really good shit out there that keeps shit cold for like 20 hours. I've never owned one, but I've drank water out of those motherfuckers, right? And maybe you say, I want a new flat-screen TV. But I don't want to do the the whole nonsense of going to Best Buy and having the whole fucking geek squad there try to tell you about a bunch of shit. So instead, you say, I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm just going to buy both. And I have it delivered. Well, why not? Why not help us out? All right. Why not just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon and bookmark. First off, bookmark that link for any time you use Amazon because we are we would get credit then for that. You are helping us get like your your favorite podcast, hopefully, or one of your favorite podcasts, right? And also, I should mention they have sports gambling podcast merchandise. You can, yeah, that's right, Amazon. You can fucking go there and find a college experience sweatshirt. So you can get that flat screen TV, that thermos you always wanted, college experience sweatshirt, and some dog food for the old pup, right? Oh, but here's the deal. Yeah, sure, you can go to Amazon and just do that. But why not just help us out and go sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. Then you'll go through there and it'll be fucking perfect. You help us. You're already shopping on the fucking website. This makes a lot of sense, guys. Just do it. Amazon. It's the best. All right. It's the fucking best. Whew. Where was I at? This Florida schedule shit. What? what uh, I was going to go. I know what I was going to do. I was going to go to. Uh, I was going to show you what really is happening here. West Virginia. I mean, I've already gone through on the other podcast. Stanford, USC, and UCLA. And they're all way fucking harder schedules than Florida. Way. I'll take, I will take that to the bank. All right. West Virginia, though. Look, West Virginia. First off, how many away games do they got? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, man. Five away. Everyone in the country plays more away games than the fucking Florida Gators. All right. USC's at six, I think. But check us out. Okay. And this is just random. I just named a random team off the top of my head that I thought was a harder schedule. By the way, only two bye weeks as opposed to three. And they start off the season August 31st against James Madison, the Dukes. James Madison. Only, uh, what, uh, won the national championship on the FCS level two years ago. Uh, almost beat NC State last year. Probably should have beat NC State. Got to their five-yard line. NC State played in a major bowl last year. All right. The James Madison makes the playoffs every fucking year. They got probably got more Hall of Famers than fucking uh, Missouri, maybe. <laughs> but uh, James Madison, week one. Okay, look, it's an FCS opponent, but at least it's one that if you were if you were to destroy the FCS and put the FCS in the FBS, if that makes any sense to you, that means take one what used to be one double A and make everyone single A and you were to rank all the teams, James Madison would be in the top 50 teams in the country. 
I feel great about that statement. It's clearly evident. I mean, they, they've won at Virginia tech recently. They've won at East Carolina and they didn't just win at East Carolina. They won by fucking 30 points. They won at SMU the year they went bowling. They're good. All right. It's a decent game. It's way better than Towson and fucking whatever the fuck. Uh, UT Martin. Then they're at Missouri. Well, what do we have here? They both play at Missouri. So that cancels that out, right? Then they're home to NC State. But why? First off, let me just read this right. They get Missouri and NC State. They're playing a fucking... They're fucking playing... Oh, what is this? They're playing 11 out of 12 games against Power 5 opponents. And then their 12th game is James Madison, who happens to be a team that is really, really good. That is probably better than most mid-majors. You put James Madison in the Sun Belt. There's a fairly decent chance. They are, I would say they'd be the top, top three. I don't know that they would win it. I don't know that they'd play for it, but they would be top three in the Sun Belt. I actually think if you put them in the Conference USA, because I think Sun Belt was a little better than Conference USA last year. I think they might, they might be able to win the Conference USA. That's how good James Madison is. All right, but then, yeah, home to NC State. Then they're at Kansas, which I understand Kansas is dog shit, but they still can recruit some players. And yes, they are worse than any team in the SEC. But it's still at Kansas, all right? You never see Florida play at fucking Towson. You know what I mean? Kansas is still way better than all those fucking FCS schools. Uh, then they get a bye week. Then they're home to Texas, right? Okay. I'm not going to give that a five. That'd be a four to me, right? Then they're home to Iowa state. All right. Luckily they don't have to go to Ames because Ames is a very fucking toxic place to play in, but then they're at Oklahoma. That's a five. All right. Then they get a bye. Then they're at Baylor. All right. That's decent. That's like the equivalent of South Carolina, right? Then they're home to Texas tech. Then they're at Kansas state. Okay, Kansas State, that's a toxic environment, right? They may not, they're probably not as good as uh, South Carolina has been lately, but that's a place where you can... Uh, now, new coach, I don't know what the fuck to say there. That could be shit. That could be great. I don't know. Um, and then you're home to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, obviously, they, the past 10 years, they've probably been like a 10-win team, 9-win team. And then you're at TCU, Oh, another great away game. Look at this, man. This is, look, now you could argue here that they don't have as many fives as Florida, which is correct. They don't. But they have just as tough away games. They play more away games. They have just as tough away games. And they they don't have these, they, they play 11 of 12 power five teams and the 12th team being a team that is just, as good as uh, uh, I would say this, you could take, you could take uh, UT Martin and their roster, combine it with Towson's roster and James Madison would still beat him by double digits. All right. It's not even fucking comparable. West Virginia schedules way fucking harder. That's what I mean though. When you look at these teams, I'll stop going through all these fucking schedules. Cause you're probably bored as shit. Um, when you look at these teams though, let me ask you this. All these teams that have won championships or, or, or have been one of the top 10 teams, I always feel like they don't lose the big game. They lose the game at Syracuse, like Clemson did a couple years ago. Alabama, for the longest time, was fucking up Auburn in, in LSU, but losing to Ole Miss or getting the biggest the challenge from Ole Miss for a while. Uh, Oklahoma, the year they went with Baker Mayfield, they lost to Iowa State. Right, they didn't lose to Ohio State. They didn't lose to uh, Texas. They didn't lose to TCU or Oklahoma State. They were much higher ranked on those schools. They lost to Iowa State, Michigan. Sure, they've lost to Ohio State lately. Maybe that's a bad example, but they also lost at Iowa. Ohio State lost at Iowa, at Purdue. Not the Penn States. Not the Michigans. Not the TCUs. That's my point with this though. College athletics 
you, the hard part is consistency and also away games focus. I don't, that's what I mean. When you play 12 hard games, like USC's schedule is literally every single team is a team that you could lose to. My, my argument here with this is Florida's got two for sure games. And when you combine the bye weeks and everything that are for sure wins, like you could literally put it in your fifth string quarterback and have him start the game. You're going to win that game. And they barely go on the road. Like when I look at West Virginia's schedule right here, like it's not the fact that Florida does have more fives, right? But when you add it up, if you were to rate all these, I, I guarantee you, if you, if you, I'm going to show this at some point to you guys, their schedule is harder because week in week out, you're playing teams that could, that, that are good enough to beat you. So if you have one down game, you're done, you're fucking done. That's my argument. And I'm sticking to it. And that was a random one, West Virginia. I, I still think, I, I mean, I don't know. I could go on and on. Auburn and A&M have a much brutal schedule than them. I'm going to say LSU has a harder schedule than them. Yeah. You need to start thinking about yours, Florida. Um, NFL draft coming this uh, Thursday. Guys, uh, I just wrote a piece. I just did a mock draft. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You want to talk about an NFL draft? I went deep. I spent, spent like five days. I had my opinions. I had to go through and try to, uh, you know, pretend like I was that team and try to address their need. So I hope it's a, I hope you guys think it's a, a good, uh, a good read. I put a lot of work into it. Hope you dig it. If you, if you like mock drafts also that same night, by the way, 25th for the first round, at least if you're in the Los Angeles area, me and Sean green, will be doing a comedy show at that dojo of comedy at Sycamore Tavern on Sunset Boulevard, 10 p.m. It's a sports-driven comedy show. Uh, all the comics got great credits, been on TV and shit. And we're challenging them. They're not going to do this old set that you might have heard at the Laugh Factory or on their CD on, on iTunes or something, their album on iTunes. I said CD, dating myself. Um, they're going to they're gonna have to force themselves to write some sports driven standup could be storytelling. I don't know, but that's the angle. That's what me and Sean are doing. If you're in the area, come check it out. We're trying to build on this fucking thing. Uh, Twitter questions. Let's get into it before we get out of here. Uh, at Janie's 25 Colby love the podcast, but curious what you think of the Hoiberg hire at Nebraska. Fucking good. Good hire. Um, thanks for being a fan of the podcast, first off. But I mean, I, I'm excited about it. I, you know, I felt sorry for Tim Miles. Thought Miles was doing a really good job considering it was Nebraska. Had some bad breaks, had players get injured the, the past the past two years that I really felt like they were probably a tournament team both of those years had they not had those injuries. And he seemed like he talk about taking his, uh, taking his firing like a man. He did. I mean, he was kind of dorky in it, but I'm saying it was still hilarious. He was like, they're they interviewing him. And he's like, look, I, I, it's better than when I, than when I came in. So, so good luck to the next coach coming, coming on board. And, and I'm going to go home now and hang out with my son and, and my wife and my dog and, and drink a nice cold course light. <laughs> Pretty fucking hilarious. But no, nah, man, I, I feel like Hoiberg's a great hire. I, I liked what he did at Iowa State. So, I mean, I think the program probably improved, even though I, I hate to see Miles get fired. I don't think he deserved to get fired. I think he was on the right track and just had bad breaks, which happen in college football, college. I mean, with any coaching job. But I don't think, I think sometimes you should be more patient if you look at everyone, your athletic director should be looking at what is actually happening here and saying, man, this team's been kind of good. They've, and they fought for him. They tried their ass off to get into the tournament with some late wins. And I just feel like if they were healthy, they would have been in the tournament both years and someone else would be throwing big time money at Tim miles to come coach them. But those are the breaks. That's life. Um, at RJ bend brand, brand RJ brand. No one is talking about this Matt Wells hire at Texas tech. He's bringing in some nice talent and soon we'll actually have a great defense again. 
When is the Danta base coming to Lubbock, Texas? Hey, I hope soon. I, I would love to go. I've never been to Lubbock, but I love the Matt Wells hire. Matt Wells, formerly of Utah state coming in there, defensive minded coach. I think he's going to make that team good. I love the, the shift in the big 12. That's going from like power offenses to great defenses. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. And Oklahoma state, they still have these wild offenses, but you got less miles at Kansas smash mouth football, right? You got Matt rule at Baylor smash mouth football, right? You got Matt Campbell at Iowa who runs a lot, right? Then you got Texas tech investing in defense and Matt Wells, by the way, if you, if you watch Utah state, yeah, they did some spread, but they also ran a lot. I'm excited about the, uh, the big 12 coming back around to the other side of, uh, you know, another one is Kansas state Kansas state. They were always a run team, but, uh, you know, they hired North, North Dakota state's coach climbing. And I think they're going to stay a physical run team to a certain extent. Not maybe not as much as Snyder, but overall, I love the hire. And I did see he's bringing in some big time recruits, but I will say he did lose McLean Carter at QB grad transfer in somewhere else. But, uh, I'm curious to who's going to, I got to watch the spring game. I don't know who's going to be starting at QB, but I was intrigued by some of the players he brought in the transfer. But, uh, I mean, I saw, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was like four or five players that I thought could really make a difference this year. I read an article on that shit too, about what, what he's doing around the football program. So I do like the move. I think the defense is going to be good. I don't know. Maybe I don't, it's going to be interesting to see how good they are this year. First year is always tough. You've got the other coaches, players, but I'm intrigued. I'm very, very intrigued. When is the database coming to Lubbock? I, I don't know. I've been to Austin a number of times, been to Texas a number of times, did some stand up in, in El Paso for like a week, a couple of years ago, actually like five, like probably like six or seven years ago. It's actually a rather hilarious experience. I think I got 86 from the comedy club there uh, for not wearing a hat or no, for wearing a hat. I'm sorry for wearing a hat. And then uh, I kind of went off on the old uh, manager of this comedy club, but uh, pretty funny story. Pretty funny story. I have to tell it the whole edition at some point. Um, also, Texas, man, dude. I mean, I would love to go to, to Lubbock. I, I here's, here's here's a story for you. We're gonna do a little bit of story time here. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here in like five minutes though. I was driving cross country with the X. Texas, you you got some crazy fucking wildlife. All right. Brought the dog. Dog was just a puppy going cross country, and. uh yeah, he was like a year old, if even like probably like nine months old. Major Mud, shout out. Um, and we stop and like I, I purposely want to go to the small roads. I, I I can't recommend this enough, by the way, to you listeners. Travel the fucking country, travel the whole U.S. I know people like to travel the world. I would never say not travel the world because I think it's awesome traveling wherever, learning about other cultures, learning about you know whatever differences in people. But I, I purposely like to take the small roads if I have enough time to, as opposed to the main freeways. So me and the ex did that. Went through some random ass towns in Southern Texas. Come up in this small town. And I don't remember the name of it. And I could probably find it if I wanted to though. And, uh, you know, dogs got to piss. So we go over this bridge and we see a little parking lot. And we're like, Hey, let's go over here. Let's let the dog piss. And while we're pissing, we see it's like the bridge underneath the bridge was like, a stream, but it wasn't much of, it wasn't like flowing barely if, if, if anything, but, uh, my ex was like, Hey, maybe we should take the dog swimming. And I was reluctant, but I said, I'll let, you know, my dog dip his feet in the water. And then, you know, my, my ex was like, I'm going to go in the water. Let's go in the water. Don't be a pussy. And I was like, all right, you're going to do this. I'll fucking go in the water. All right. I don't know why let's be adventurous and enjoy life a little bit. I, I go in the fucking water, right? She gets in the water. I get in the water. Dogs in the water. We're all fucking around in the water, right? This is like the middle of, uh, it's probably like late August, early September. Hot as shit out. And I decide I'm going to go pretty deep into this motherfucker because this is fun. The water's fucking warm. Let's do it, right? 
I go deep into it. And then my ex wasn't the greatest swimmer. Not that I am, but I was a little bit better. So she didn't want to come all the way out with me. And it kind of worked in her favor because get this, when I leave, I have like a, like fucking 20 leeches on me, including one on my fucking nutsack. True story, right? Having leeches on you is about the worst fucking thing in the world because it, you don't feel anything while you're in the water. But when you leave, it's a fuck. You start freaking out. I was freaking out like a motherfucker. And uh, Texas, you won one zero. But Texas wildlife. So I and then you don't even want to know the rest of the story. I'll put it like that. I'll put it like this. You need to light matches and get really close to these motherfuckers. And that's all you need to know. All right. <laughs> uh. Then, uh, what else? Oh no. And then I'm in Austin the next day. I'm in Austin, Texas. Next day I go to that, uh, who the fuck? What, what's that famous musician statue and fucking all. I went to this park in Austin. Can't remember the name of it right now. Can't remember anything. Famous fucking blues musician. He's awesome. I'm a fan of his art too. And I can't think of his fucking name right now. Anyway, we go to this park. We decide, I, we decide to let the dog go in the water. I'm not going to go in the fucking water this time because I had leeches on me a couple days prior or the day before, whatever the fuck it was. And then I see two like snakes go right next to my dog. Snakes in the water. Fuck Texas wildlife. I'm done with Texas. All right. I love the state, love the people, but I'm not going anywhere in the fucking wildlife in Texas. You guys got crazy shit. All right. Crazy fucking shit. Another hotel, by the way, we stayed at, had fucking fleas. All right. I was only there for like five seconds, literally walked in fucking fleas. And then I fucking dipped out, but it was enough that they got on my fucking feet and shit like that. I fucking hate Texas. All right. <laughs> I don't hate Texas, but I will say your wildlife is absolutely fucking bananas. And I got leeches all over me, including the fucking ultimate, the, the crown jewels. You know what you mean? Like that's a fucking brutal fucking story and experience. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. This is the college experience. Rest in peace, Reggie Cobb, former Tech Mobile running back for the Tampa Bay Bucks in Tech Mobile. Sad to see he passed away of a heart attack at 50 years old the other day. That's my guy, man. Played for the Jets also. Uh, oh, yeah. I got another Twitter question, right? I'm going to answer this thing and get the fuck out of here. Uh, at Indian Kid 23 hot take for your next show. I expect at least 20 minutes on the next College Experience podcast dedicated to this topic of why Home Alone's a shit movie. I did tweet this on Friday. Mainly because every time I watch Home Alone, and I'm a huge John Hughes fan, huge Joe Pesci fan, Home Alone's still, you know what? I'm not even going to lie. It's still a classic, even though it bothers me that this fucking shit is bullshit. Because the whole premise of the movie is that his parents leave the kid in, and they can't get a hold of him. Power's out. But then the kid proceeds to call the pizza company like 30 times. So if, it, if, if, if the fucking phones are working, why isn't mom and dad calling and getting a hold of him and telling him to go to his aunts or his uncles or wherever? Huge, huge hole in the middle. of the, And he's watching TV. Remember? You filthy animals. That, that line with that black and white movie. He's got electricity. He's running the fucking trains. You know, like... There's a ton of electricity going on. Remember the lights going with the fucking like uh blow up doll in the background or whatever the fuck it was. Point is, and then I, I think I, someone tweeted me back saying, uh, saying that, uh, well, the international phone lines were down. Well, still, it's still, it's st if that was the case, let's just hear you. Let's just go with that. Uh, fucking, uh, Macaulay Calkins, mom comes to fucking uh, New York city, like halfway into the movie. And she never calls. I mean, she's bouncing around. She's, you know, she can't find a direct flight into, into Chicago. So she's bouncing around to all these places. She's in Iowa or wherever the hell Milwaukee. And she can't just pick up a phone and call her son. If the, she's back in the States for like half the movie, huge, huge hole in the fucking movie. But I did find it funny. We got a tweet from, uh, <laughs> at, at the Todd Berger. Uh, my favorite internet theory is that Macaulay's father is in the mob. No one thinks it's weird. A cop is at the house in the first scene wanting to talk to the dad. 
And then he put wet bandits specifically target his house, seeming to find it special. Then he says the police seem to hesitate to investigate. Hey, I love that plot line too. I need to evaluate this one more. I'm going to watch it again with that same mindset. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, just, just stating my case for why home alone though is like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a John Hughes is probably my, if you know me, he's my favorite writer on a lot of shit. Planes, trains and automobiles, most flawless fucking comedy. Love the vacations. Love uncle buck. Love uh, great outdoors. All that shit. Ferris Bueller breakfast club. I could name all that. I could keep going on and on. Um, but that movie has home alone, which he wrote. He didn't direct has a huge plot hole in that. I just can't believe people didn't catch it. How did people not catch that? All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is the college experience. We do have a segment called you need to start thinking about yours. And I will say that since Patty C's not here, I'm just still going to do a couple of them. You need to start thinking about yours. Well, you basically heard it all. NBA refs calling you out. Fix this flop. NBA rules committee, whatever the fuck it is. Fix this flop thing. All right. This is terrible. It's terrible for the sport. It's absolutely terrible for anyone watching. It's terrible for the database. I, I just like to refer to myself in third person. Um, you need to start thinking about yours. Indiana Pacers. You get swept. You're the five seed in the playoffs. You get swept. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Swept. Couldn't even win one game. You need to start thinking about yours. Uh, Russell Westbrook. He needs to start thinking about his because talking a lot of shit to Damian Lillard. And uh, Lillard's kind of uh, owning him this series. So he needs to start thinking about his. And I'll say, obviously, ESPN and the SEC scheduling. ESPN have an organ in the top 10. That's fucking retarded. And Auburn, probably. But half the fucking top 10 was retarded. All right, guys, we got a lot more stuff coming up. We're going to have Patty C in here in the next uh, couple days. Got any Twitter questions? Shoot us them our way at the Colby D and at Patty C831. You can also find Sports Gaming Podcast Network on Twitter at SGP Network. But guys, please leave us a positive iTunes review. That is what I'm really trying to say here. We need those. We live by those. It helps us gain followers. If if you've ever laughed or enjoyed any part of this show, please leave us an iTunes review. If you ever are in LA, I'll buy you a fucking beer. Think about that. That's a beer for an iTunes review. <laughs> Clearly I'm thinking about mine. You should start thinking about yours. This is the college experience. Colby is signing out. God damn it. I hate referring to myself in third person. This is the college experience. We're getting the fuck out of here. We don't know what we're talking about and we're out. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.